here we are. Here we are. I don't know why I did that. I regret it. Yes, you do. I regret it. Sorry about that part of the introduction there. What's up, everybody? I was was like, we're not doing an intro today. I don't feel like saying our names. It's the worst part of every episode for Julia, where I turn on my radio voice. Yeah, I don't like the radio voice. She just hates it. Yeah, it feels inauthentic to me. So when we were getting on here, she said, we're not doing an intro. Not going to do it. Just going to start talking. So here we are talking. I keep forgetting that I got... I had got some filler in my face yesterday. Mm. For all of you that don't know, I'm a Botox junkie. Just kidding. Mm. Actually, I've never had Botox before. <laughs> but my face feels a little swollen because I did get some lip filler. And I think I've shared that before. I actually yeah. did a whole video on YouTube about it. Yeah. Um, but every time I come home from it, it's like swollen. And Pat's like, can you stop? And I'm like, it's just swollen. It never turns out like you would never really notice. Like you might a little bit, but it's never like that noticeable. We had other, we've had other people in our lives that have gotten lip yes. filler stuff. And our opinion was that it was like some people looked really good on other people you could just tell yeah like it was very visible yeah and i keep saying to julia like you're getting to that point like it's gonna start Mm-mm. you have to stop well, boys most boys and what you don't understand is that when i go now it's just to touch up what has dissolved like it doesn't just keep growing and growing it dissolves and then you just go back for a touch-up and you're also not somebody looking at your face like i am every day and i notice like changes and so do other people Well, you're noticing so. it right now because it's swollen and bruised okay well i also notice your different lips but <laughs> in a good way usually okay yeah exactly i just i don't want you to keep doing it that's what it comes down to well so. i'm not gonna go any i'm not gonna do any more okay bigger it's now like once a year maybe i'll go you say that every time, and then in three no. months, you're like, going in for a checkup. Yeah, because the first, like, few months, you have to do that, and then after that, it's just maintenance. Oh. I don't know. Obviously. I don't know. Obviously. So. What else? I got a new phone, which- Finally, um, finally, finally. Was a big thing for us. I So, I had a- I forget what it was. And, I mean, I had iPhone. I forget what number it was. And I had dropped it a few times- where you know like the normal screen crack but i had dropped it once while it was plugged into a charger and it like landed like straight vertical the piece that was plugged in to the phone like broke inside of the charger port and it bent the charger port thank you for that story so my phone had not been charging and julia was getting very frustrated with it well yeah so we went and got a new so we phone. Got him a new phone. And it's so funny. You can, like, my old phone was a few years old, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like I was using a iPhone four. It was like and, an eight um, plus. And just like the new features, the new camera, I feel like it's just so nice. Yeah, it's like that silky new iPhone. When you get a new iPhone, it always feels it feels good. It feels like you need to protect it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. Um, Apple does better than anybody in the world. Yeah. I just saw this TikTok about Apple. It was like this girl and she was like so mad at Apple. She was like, stop changing everything. I'm never buying your AirPods again because I bought two of them and I lose them every time. And she just kept going on and on about these things. And then at the end of the the video, she was like, "But but I won't stop buying them. Yeah. Well, you can't stop buying them because they're so integrated with... 
everybody's everyday life. It's just, yeah. It's turned into like a, you have to have them. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to get an Android. No. But stop changing everything at the same time. When we went to go get my phone the other day, Julie was like, all right, let's just go get your razor now. Yeah, I was like, you're getting a chocolate from the... The, from the throwback 2010 mm-hmm. actually no even before that iphones yeah. were yeah razors and chocolates were like that was like my middle school when i wasn't yeah i was about to say when i was in high school so yeah the pink razor that no one could live without mm, they're so cool yeah anybody have any fun memorial day plans because i don't yes you Just do hitting we have Just my kidding. family coming yeah. To the beach, mm-hmm. which we do pretty much every Memorial Day. Just hang out with the fam. It looks like it might rain a few days. I don't know. The house gets chaotic when everyone's here. And we actually this year made a list of like what people are bringing and what people are making. Otherwise, it ends up being like one person does everything and no one else helps. You know, it's just kind of like we decided to be... uh, Yeah. Proactive about it, I guess. Try and be a little more organized. And especially now, I don't know how old, you know, all of your siblings are. But, like, both of our families, it's all adults. So, -hmm. like, it doesn't need to be, like, oh, mom and dad do everything. Or, oh, the older people do everything. It's like, no, we're all old enough to do everything. So, we need to, like, kind of spread it out and share a little bit of the, the responsibility. And it takes some of the, I think it takes some of the responsibility and, like, just that it's broken up off of your parents and frankly off of us too yeah that everybody has a little bit of responsibility with it which yeah is nice. yeah so that's what we're doing this weekend um mm-hmm. i can't believe it's already memorial day weekend yeah, it's, it's crazy yeah so we actually i guess yesterday the 23rd i don't know why we um didn't make a big deal of it earlier but yesterday um I was like sitting at my computer, just like I had to write down the date or type in the date for something. I was like, oh, May 23rd. I know. That yeah. was our original wedding date. That was the date we were supposed to get married. And that did not happen. No. Thank you very but much. But now it's annoying because every time it does come up, I'm like, oh, this is our supposed to be wedding date. And then this is our actual wedding date. This is the day we got married. And this is the day of our wedding. Yeah. We have so many dates. It's mm-hmm. like. Just cancel them all. The only one that really counts is the day we got married. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. June 19th. Yeah. So that's that. I guess, you know, we don't really have anything else to kind of update you guys on. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's those it. Are the, those are the, those Nothing's are the happening. talking points. Nothing's those are just... kind of what's going on. I mean, you know, work is work. And you guys see a lot of that every single day just yeah. through social media with us. And Yeah. That's it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's move on. So this episode... Um, actually one of the, one of our followers sent us kind of this idea, um, just about like kind of having conversations with our younger self, like what advice would we give when we were young? What are some things we wish we did differently? What are some things we're glad we did? Mm-hmm. Um, so the way I have it broken down is I kind of wrote like age ranges yeah, and just different things that I would tell my younger self in those, those age ranges. Okay, well, why don't you go first? All right. Well, the first thing that I started talking about when I was having this conversation with myself. What? Uh, no, just. So the first thing I was thinking about was like young and 
you know, didn't want to get too young. So I just put like up to age 14. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I was that age, there was so much of always wanting the next thing that it was tough to just enjoy being a kid. And I know that's probably even harder for kids these days because of like technology and kids are getting iPhones earlier and iPads and YouTube and everything. Like you're seeing so much of other people's lives out there that mm-hmm. it's hard to just be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I mean, of up to age 14 is like a pretty large. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, when you're young, when you're uh, up to f- age five, like you don't. Uh, there's no like, advice for that. Living. You just live. Yeah. yeah. You're just doing whatever your parents tell. But then there's so much of, and this is one thing that I think I did really well, that up until I was 14, like, all I gave a shit about was, like, playing with my friends, and we played sports every single day. And I love that, because we weren't caught up in... Anything. I don't know. Yeah, trying to grow up too fast. Like, we were just having fun every day, and it was... You know, we were young enough. We still had our hopes and dreams of being a professional athlete. And, you know, we used to always have such good competitions with like our neighborhood friends. And yeah, I don't know. I just. I'm envious when I see like, I don't know, some of my nieces and nephews that are in that age range and like Mm -hmm. what they think about and what they do on like a daily basis. It's like it goes by so fast. Yeah, it does. So what was your advice? Just in, enjoy being a kid. Yeah. And the, I put enjoy being a kid and then I like caveated that with going forward, like do everything you can to try and keep those friends around. And all of my best friends now are friends that I had when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And I love that about my friends. I, you know, we went to a wedding a couple weekends ago and talking to some of the other guests there they're like how long have you known the groom and i was like man i played soccer with him when we were eight years old and now we're in our mid-30s in my opinion Hmm. i feel like it's easier as boys to stay friends from when Mm -hmm. you're young yeah um i i mean this is just my personal feeling like i mean my best best friend from when i was like you know five to she moved away in when I was in middle school. Like, I don't even know what she's, I don't even know her at all anymore. I don't know what she's doing. Um, And I feel like that happens with more often with girls than it does with boys. Sometimes I, when I think of my advice to my younger self at that age, which I didn't write down, but I would be like, try to be more like boys. Like, I don't know. Like you just, (laughs) I know it's easy as a girl, as a young girl, but it's not like it starts to get hard way sooner than it does for boys. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, a little bit of like the science behind girls maturing faster, which creates challenges earlier um, once changes start happening and, you know, growing apart. And yeah, I, I also like it depends on your parents, right? Yeah. You know, you said your friends moved away because who knows whatever reason, maybe they got different jobs in a different location. They move away. Then that's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. They moved really far. I got so lucky that all of my friends that I had when I was eight years old, none of their parents ever moved. So Mm -hmm. they all lived, you know, within a five mile radius. For Yeah. And for me, too, like when I had my young friends from gymnastics, who I'm still friends with today, Mm -hmm. but we lived separate lives. Like I had my school friends and then I had my gymnastics friends. And for a while... 
you know, there were stages when I was young where my gymnastics friends were the only girls that I hung out with even outside of gymnastics. And I didn't really have the school friends, but then school mm-hmm. became way more important to me and like being cool or whatever came important to me. And then I decided that like my school friends needed to be more important because I didn't know what was going on in my gymnastics friends' lives while they were at school. Mm-hmm. So there was just like so many different groups and so many different things that we were doing. And I guess that's just like a personal experience of like how yeah. it was when I was growing up. But yeah. 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 It's like I said, so much of that is driven by parents and you know. yeah. Are you moving? Are you doing this? What are they willing to take and like you how, to after yeah, school? Yeah, right. Like what how you, willing you, your parents are. What are the resources are. you have accessible to go to do something else after school? Like what, it, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Just like how willing your parents are to like keep your friendships too, I guess. Or like kind of they can dictate like who they want you to be friends with in a exactly, way. Like yeah. if they don't like this person's mom, then they're not going to want you to be friends with them because they don't want to take you to their house. So then you're going to drift away from them. So yeah. yeah, it does dictate a lot. I don't remember any of that happening. Like I don't remember my Well, not parents. like their decisions, but no, like ju- your parents stayed. Other well, three okay, friends. here's another example. Away. I played soccer and my dad, I had a best friend who I still know her today and we're still like friendly, but we're not really friends. And she was at one, I don't know, I had a lot of different stages of like, she was the one girl I hung out with all the time because we played soccer together. And then my Mm -hmm. dad eventually was like, hey, you need to pick soccer or gymnastics. Like, we can't do both. Mm -hmm. And I picked gymnastics and that ultimately led me like just drifting away from that girl. Like, I didn't see her. So it was just like weird how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think just to like jump, like the next thing I wrote down was age like 14 to 18. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think of awkward age for me um all of those but i think those were where i like started to under like realize the world right like when you're younger than that like you're like the world is your world you don't know a ton of people you don't know a ton of like what goes on in the world but like 14 to 18 i think is just a time where you can start to experience more things so i put like like do more things like diversify, go out, meet more people, like explore different areas, understand different like cultures, different demographics, like different things that like you can start to like lay the foundation for like a um I don't know what the right word is. Like different demographics like get as a 14-year-old. To, well, like start to understand that like Different people around the world live different lives. Different yeah. pe- in the in the USA, people in different areas live different lives. Different experiences that different cultures have, um, like l- learning about that and understanding. And I think it, like a, um, like being a I'm doing like air quotes like a world traveler, but like not really traveling the world when you're that age. Like, Mm -hmm. just trying to, like, understand and learn a little bit that there are such diverse people and such diverse lifestyles and such diverse everything in the world. Yeah. And, like, that's when you can really start to, I think, under, or, like, learn or understand about that. Mm -hmm. Mine was a bit different for 14. Hmm. I wrote age 14 and I wrote three things down. One was... That you will find yourself. And I'm relating this to my personal experiences, not really Mm. necessarily all 14-year-olds because I remember being 14 and it kind of relates to my other one, you will find better friends because I remember in middle school, I had such a hard time in terms of just friends and I remember it being like the end of the world. Like it was just like 
middle school was all, already so hard. And the first yeah. year I had like a friend, basically like a friend breakup because I was friends with this girl for so long. And then some, I don't even know what happened, something probably so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I remember just it being like made me depressed as a 14-year-old. I was like, I don't know who my friends are going to be. I don't have any friends. I hate school, you know. Yeah. So kind of just that like it will be okay mm-hmm. and it's not the end of the world. And I wish that I could have been more wrapped up in like hanging out with my older brother when I got home and like realizing that like family is always going to be there and like my cousins like I was close with my cousins and just like realizing that you do have all these people in your life and that one friend who like doesn't like you anymore like doesn't matter at all yeah that's kind of like what I wish I knew yeah I think during that like that age there are like you're so caught up in your own world your own life that like when you go through that friend breakup you're like, oh, it's over. I'm done. I'm never going to have friends. But it I'm feels like that gonna... throughout your entire life, at least for me so far. You know, every friend breakup or whatever it has been, like, I still get those feelings. It's just different. I think I still have, like, sad feelings, but I don't have the same, like, it's not as important. Yeah. Right? Like, their other friends are going to come around. Other yeah. relationships are going to come around. Other, like, it's it's not the end of the world when your friend who was your best friend for five years is no longer your best friend. Like right. Other things will show up. Especially when you're young and like don't even know yourself yet. Yeah. 16 is my next one. Hmm. Is that yours? No. I did 14 to 18, like kind oh. of all in one gap. Okay. Well, 16 was like a big year for me and a big I, – I mean 16 to 18, I guess you could say, or even mm-hmm. to 20 because my next one is 20. My first one is just don't rush it. I remember being 16 and wondering why I wanted to do things – more as an adult than all my friends um i wrote traps stop trying to be a Mm grown-up i wanted and this is stupid but i mean like when i was 16 like me and a few of my friends were like kind of starting to drink and now i'm like i regret that but when i was 16 i was looking at the other kids in high school and i was like why doesn't everybody want to do this like my you know maybe because i had an older brother i don't know but i was just like so ahead of my time and i always was like i can't wait for to be a senior i can't wait for college i can't wait to do things on my own i can't wait to be independent and if i would have just like done what normal 16 year olds were doing which maybe that was some but i think a lot of others were just like hanging out with their friends mm-hmm. and i wish i just would have done that i don't regret anything yeah well i think those are normal experiences for whatever 16 to 18 year old yeah like Like, wanting to grow up being introduced to that yeah i mean it's like you know when you turn 16 you can get your license and then all you want to do is turn 18 so you're an adult and then all you want to do is turn 21 so you can drink and then all you want to do is graduate and i finally realized that now in my life where i've like i don't want to get any older (laughs) yeah but it took me 27 years to realize that yeah i think so much of like up until that point you're always thinking about the next thing, which does like expedite the time. Like it makes it go faster. All you're looking forward to. And it's still the same for us. Like, I don't know. Now we're still always looking for the next thing to do. What's the next thing? What's Mm -hmm. this that you like miss out on some of the opportunity of like the day to day. Yeah. And I don't know. I saw this. um, I guess it was a meme. I don't know what to call it. And it was um, like, it just said something like, uh, one time when you uh, like left playing with your friends, 
it was the last time you ever played with them. Like, yeah, thinking about that, because that was like, I remember having to call my friend's landline and being like, hey, can they hey, play? Can they come out and play? And <laughs> yeah. like, I miss that so much. I miss like, I don't know. And it ends. Yeah. I've never called. It's never going to do that again. 20 years. I haven't called anybody and said, hey, that's <laughs> actually not true because. A couple of Christmases ago, I called my best friends, and two of them live there. And I called the mom and said, "Hey, can they come out and play?" But as a joke, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean you're just like, remember when I used to do this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like a nostalgic holiday feeling. But yeah, I always remember calling my friends and saying that, and being so nervous too. Like I yeah. hated calling because I didn't want to talk to their parents. Yeah, you're like, oh, please don't let this, person, don't let their. <laughs> brother or sister answer don't yeah. let their oh, i hope the mom answers not the dad so my other one for this age was be less intentional and i wrote in parentheses boys <laughs> because mm. i remember you know 16 was like such a hard year for boys it was like my first boyfriend my first everything with this boy my first time like actually really falling in love and like to this day i i will say that i definitely was in love with this person but I don't know why now, and I'm like, wish I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I don't wish that experience never happened, but I remember getting so heartbroken, and I remember this specific time when I was cheated on, and I was 16, I was just so young and stupid, but whatever. Knew it was happening, let it continue to happen, and I remember laying in my parents' bed, and my older brother coming up to me and being like, what are you doing? Like, get Mm. out of bed. Like, this is, and he wasn't like, this is stupid, but he was just like, you're going to be fine. And yeah. I don't remember the process of what it took me to be fine, but obviously I was. Mm-hmm. I don't think it took me long to like kind of just get over it. And then, you know, I just wish that I would have been less intentional with it. I think there's some 16-year-olds now who do the same thing, but there's also, I feel like, a group of teenagers now who are way more like, I'm fine. I'm going to get through this. Like, I just think there's a lot more intentional teenagers out there these days than there are, yeah. than there were. yeah. Yeah, I think any of those experiences, like you said, with the, you know, first boyfriend, girlfriend, the heartbreak, the whatever, like, and it's really hard in that moment to realize that you are going to be fine. Of course. Like, you, and you nothing's going to say, yeah. like, we all, we, you know, we talk to our that parents. That feeling is after always going to come and go. Yeah. In our lifetime. Even now, like, we've yeah. talked to, I don't know, your two brothers within the past little bit. And like, once you have that heartbroken feeling, what do you say? Like, you're going to be okay, buddy. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to say. That doesn't really help. Yeah, there's nothing to say. But there is like comfort in knowing that. Everybody's been through it. That Yeah, you're not the only person who's felt that way. Everybody's felt that way at some point that you are going to be able to get through it. Even though it feels like you can't, you will and you can. Yeah. Yeah, I had two more different ages. I kind of made them as gaps because I was like, nothing really changed from like 14 to 16 and 16 to 20. It was kind yeah. of like all the same, like just, you know. Yeah, I have 18 to 22 because of like college kind of, I think, yeah. formative years. And then I have 22 to like 30, okay. which is like post-college. Okay. So. so I think for me, when I think about like 18 to 22 being in college, um, my like, not regret, but one thing I wish I did differently was... I wish I like diversified more things. I wish I had all my eggs in one basket. I didn't have, um, because I had all of my like longtime friends from home, I wasn't as open to new friendships in college where I wish I was open to more friendships in college. I wish I was still better friends with those people than I am am now. 
And I was very like, again, sports, you know, I played college football, did that. And I was like, well, this is my future, whether it's playing or coaching or whatever, like football, football, football. And I was so set on those things that I think I missed out on like networking with other people and other, you know, business opportunities or other whatever. I think there's a lot that could have come from those years that I just didn't take advantage of that I wish I did. Like? Well, like, I don't know. I wish I, knowing what I know now, I wish I was like learning more. I wish I was, you know, figuring out more business school stuff. I wish I was, you know, Mm -hmm. attending classes and being a better student. I wish I was becoming friends with more people outside of just football players, football teammates. I wish I was, you know, like, I don't know, doing more stuff. I wish I joined clubs that would have made me uncomfortable. Like, I wish I was trying to... Don't we always feel like that when we're, like, adults and you realize? Like, it's so funny the things I tell my little brother now who's still in college. And he's like, Julia, like, you didn't do any of this when you were in college. I'm like, well, you're right. But I wish I did. I know. I wish I did. Everybody feels that way, though. And it's almost like I... I agree with what we're saying, but I also am like, I know that, you know, it's not really going to change. And at the same time, it's like we shouldn't be changing what we did because, like, those moments when we weren't thinking about the things we're thinking about now, we were, like, truly just, like, living and, like, that is hard to, like, put in, you know. Yeah, and I'm not saying, you know, somebody listening to this who's a junior in college, just keep doing exactly what you're doing. Like, what you're doing is going to be good enough. These are just thoughts for us now being you know i'm yeah. 12 years removed from college right so now i'm like looking back oh what gosh. are just some of the things that i would have done differently and yeah yeah i'm not saying like oh, i would have quit football gone to a different school and you know yeah. join the recorder club like <laughs> i'm not saying change who you are change what you want to do but i do think like college campuses are melting pots of diverse people with diverse skills yeah. and different opportunities there and which they should talk about more yeah the like guy yeah. i was so like i wasn't good at school but i was like focused on getting a grade so i could get a grade to pass yeah not because like there's so much stuff i could have actually learned mm-hmm. that i wish i learned yeah and that's not only in the classroom that's you know in clubs and different you know, groups and different networks on campus. And like, I feel like, you know, you know how I just started reading. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just become a certain age where like learning actually sounds fun and like yeah. meeting new people sounds fun. And like up until you're that age, which for me was like a few years ago, mm-hmm. you know, like I, no one, you don't care when you're young. And it's almost like, I don't know, like maybe people, maybe we are going to college at too young of an age. Like yeah. that's why a lot of people well, out of high school, well, yeah, because a lot of like 18 year olds, lately i feel like are taking gap years or they're not sure because they don't know and there's like all this pressure and it's like you know at 18 you're technically an adult but like you're really not you're not an adult like Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah it's just wild yeah and i think there's you know there's definitely a lot of people who think college for you know what it's costs and the time that it just doesn't like make sense and i think it's also nice that it is while you're young because all the mistakes made at college like I was young, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And that's not only like social, like, you know, a- academically my first year, like I wasn't a good student and I can, I can forgive myself for that because I was only 18. Right. You know, and... it'd be different now if I spent that money and had a bad first semester and I was like, well, what's my excuse? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. 
I don't know, being young is like a time to take those risks and do those things, I think. Yeah. My like age 20-ish through college, I kind of just had like nothing needs to be figured out and like you are, which we were already talking about, like you are still a kid is kind of like what I wrote down. Just like, Mm -hmm. I do remember like having a lot of fun, at least like my first year in college and like not really thinking about anything. So I definitely don't regret that at all. Mm -hmm. But then there was a time where I was like, what do I want to do? And I put a lot of pressure on that and I ended up transferring, which I'm like, you know, that's not a regret. I'm so happy I did because I did figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm doing it, which doesn't happen for a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. I think I just wish that I or I don't even wish I just want 20 year olds now to know that like. You're literally just still a kid, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, you're a kid. Like, I, I would have hated to hear that yeah. when I was 20 because I all I wanted to do was be taken seriously. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what you're saying is, and I have this written for my next thing, is, like, be easy on yourself that you don't need to have everything figured out. Like, you're in a time where you are exploring and trying and learning and failing and everything, like... I don't know, I think it's a, I go to college, I should have everything figured out when that's just not the case. And very, very, very few people are in that boat where they're like, I want to be this in 20 years, therefore I need to do this, this, and this today. Yeah. And like start that. And, you know, usually it's professions like doctors or lawyers or, you know, like where the path is very like point A to point B, Mm -hmm. where for the majority of people, it's. Like, I don't know exactly still what I want to do or what I want to be or how I'm going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. But the pressure and stress when I was, you know, early post-college or in college of, like, having wanting to have it all figured out, like, we're so hard on ourselves. If only we could know what it'll be like to be 40 and say, what would you give your 27-year-old or for me, 34-year-old advice? Like, yeah. Where will I be then, you know? I don't know. Who knows? Not, not me. My The thing that I had written for like kind of post-college was what we just talked about. Like that was saying, your last one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, mine is like age 25 and to me now, which is only two years ago. But it's something I continually tell myself. It's things that I know I'm going to have to take. But things that I've kind of learned, I guess, which mm. is like things – do and will pay off. Um, I guess, like, I've just had a hard time, like, you know, realizing that, like, what I'm working for actually is working and it's and it's paying off and it's making sense and I don't give myself the credit. So I want to be able to just, like, give myself credit. And I wish that when I was 25 and 24 and 23, when I was just starting out my career, that I would have been like, it's going to be fine. Like, I know that I work hard. I know that I do this. It's going to pay off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think actually yesterday on Instagram, we posted on the the Together account and the caption just saying like, you need to be your own supporter. You need to be your own cheerleader. Like, and it's hard for you and us and I think everybody to like take a step back and like look at what you've accomplished. Look at what you have done. And like just taking those moments to be like, okay, some things have gotten better. Some things have worked. Mm -hmm. Some things have. I think it's easy for some people, depending on what career you're in, you know, if there's stepping stones that you surpass and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I think depending what you're doing, like maybe it's easier, but 
it's not easy. Like in general, I don't think it's easy. Yeah, no. I'll give you an example for me. Like one of my big things was like when I got my MBA, like I got my master's and it was like, okay, I accomplished that, like hang the diploma on the wall, like check the box. But it never was like, take a step back, look at that. Like, what was that actually, what does that actually mean to me? Like, because we all think about these stepping stones, these blocks, these accomplishments as like getting us closer to where we ultimately want to get to, mm-hmm. which you think about like the end game. You don't think about these steps along the way. Yeah. So you never take that step well, back guess... and say, I actually did accomplish that. That was a stepping stone. That was Well, And like, it's like, what was thing. the reason that you did get your master's? Are you asking me? Yeah, just so that you could. Yeah, learn more, understand more, you know, have a business, like understand Mm -hmm. more like diverse topics with that. I think like it it was a big thing for me. It was something that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to accomplish. And it was, you know, I guess tied to in the long run, like wanting to make more money, wanting to. But if you think about only the end game of wanting to make more money, it's like, well, then having your master's is only just a little pebble in the pond. Like you yeah. skip over these things that are big accomplishments, that yeah. are things you that know. you can say at the end of your life that you did. Yeah, but not only end of your life, like when you're 25 and you're you're saying yeah. like things will work out, like you need to take that step back and be like, I'm not where I want to ultimately be, but I have accomplished a lot to get mm-hmm. to where I am right now. Yeah. But actually, I do have just one thing that as we were thinking, talking about it, like what, what advice would I give to, um, and I don't even know if it's advice. It's just one of my favorite quotes that came to mind was, um, and the quote is, uh, I got to think about exactly what the quote is now. It's about like a bird landing on a, a branch. Like the bird doesn't trust that the branch is not going to break a bird trusts in its own wings that right? if the branch breaks the branch it'll be breaks, able to fly it'll still be able to fly <laughs> yeah and i think that's been a big thing for me i think recently as i've taken more risks and been more um like out there that i always need to remind myself that like i don't need to rely on these branches i need to rely on my own wings and trust my own wings that like what i've done for myself from like a growth skill perspective is going to be good enough to get me to whatever the next branch is. Well, that and takes like, me. Yes, yeah, some of those branches are going to break. They have broken. They are yeah. breaking. Like always. That takes me into the next thing, mm. which was that life equals highs and lows. Mm. And that's something I'm really been learning recently is just like, I don't know. Maybe this happens your whole I'm sure, you know, it does happen your whole life, but there's a certain point where you realize it more and it's hitting you more. And recently it's like you have these super high highs and you're like, wow, life is great. And then and then right from there, you're like, life is great. Oh, when's it going to get worse? Like, how long do I deserve this high? Like, when will the high not be a high anymore? And then you're at your low and it's super low and then it's getting lower and lower. And you're like, wow, like, you know life sucks blah 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 and then you're on your way back up again you're like okay well how can i fix this low and then you're literally all already on your way back up and then you hit another high and that's the cycle and it's like i wish that i could just know this and take it and be like and i and i do every time it happens i'm like even when i hit like a super high i'm like okay which is so stupid i'm like this is only gonna last so long so let's just enjoy it which is so dumb Mm. right yeah 
But like that's how I have to think of things now because I don't want to be let down. I don't want my expectations to be too high. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, like life is highs and lows. Like, you know, I disagree with that. You know that I. I'm just I'm not saying life is that. I'm saying that there are there always are going those. to be. Yeah. And you I, know? I agree. And I it's think like this, accepting is, it. this is something that I've been like working on recently. And, you know, my my favorite like motivational speaker, Tony Robbins. He had a recently released thing where he talks about like everything is a gift. And um, even when you think you're in a low, it's still a gift. It's still a blessing. It's still like. Because there's a reason that it's happening, you're saying? and No. It's not, teaching you something or what? That there's still benefit from it. That there's still like the same way you're happy when you think you're in a high. Like you can still be happy in a low. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't be happy. But it's, so there's like, you know, we're living it right now with, you know, April showers bring May flowers, right? So you think I can just get through the April rain because in May there's going to be flowers. That you, people miss out on actual like beauty and everything that is associated with the rain in April, right? That we're just looking for those highs. We're just looking for those like, you know, the pretty flowers in May. And that's like, I don't know, the the highs and lows thing is good. Like, I think it, it, it puts into perspective a lot, like, that you're not the only person going through the highs and lows. That's how everybody lives and experiences their lives. But I think even taking it to the next step is like, what can I get from these lows? What can I get that is going to make my life better what am i learning what am i being taught what am i and that's not like an easy way to think about things but i don't know i think those like then thinking about the lows as being gifts like you know when you sit down and write like you know big thing now across all social media is like journaling you know mindfulness everybody should wake up and write the five things they're grateful for like look at the five things you write you write sunshine you write that your health you write that you're alive you write that this nobody writes i'm grateful i failed that test yeah i'm grateful my business failed i'm grateful i was in that car accident like and those are the things and this is one of the other books the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday that every like successful story has those lows and those lows are actually the most impactful in the positive ways i get i agree with that yeah it's – I think what I was saying is more that it's just, like, realizing that they're going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that they're part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with you there. My last thing. Let's hear it. It's just – this can relate to anybody at any age. I just wrote down that it's not that serious, and mm-hmm. I constantly have to remind myself of this. And I was talking to my dad the other night just about, like, business and just stuff and things that I was, like, upset with and things that, you know, I was happy with or whatever. And I was like, something that actually helps me. And he was like, are you serious? But I was like, just, you know, people always talk about like, oh, we're just literally just these things floating on this rock in the middle of nothing. Like, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so harsh to say it like that. And when I said it, he was like, okay, like, are you okay? And I was like, no, it actually kind of brings me comfort to just know that like, it doesn't matter. And yeah, in the moment it matters and I'm still going to be pushing myself because that's what living life is about. But like, that's it. And, like, once my life is over, 
doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. Like, I'm not yeah. going to think about, like, oh, I didn't reach this number. I didn't hit this goal. I'm going to be thinking about, like, the things I did do. And well, I won't be thinking because I'll be dead. But, you know. Yeah. It's not that serious. And I think just that gives me comfort a little bit. A li- like, the tiniest sliver of comfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it puts it all into perspective that we're all living our own lives. We are on a floating rock in the middle of the universe. And, like, what, whatever you're feeling, whether it's good or bad, doesn't not that it doesn't matter it does matter it matters to you know you as the individual but i think there can be comfort found in it knowing that it's not as important as it feels yeah. often maybe that's because we haven't had like insane trauma in our lives i don't know if that's like naive to say but yeah um for people that have you know maybe like i don't know yeah. I don't want to get too, like... Yeah, I know. Something. I keep... Yeah. Let's not get too into it, because it's going to make us... Keep us both up at night. <laughs> but, yeah, I think definitely trauma and things happening can definitely change perspective. Yeah. You know? But it's not going to change, like... It might change what matters to you in these moments more, but it's not going to change the overall, like, doesn't matter, you know, yeah. aspect of, like, we're just still on a floating rock and... At any yeah. second, we could well, just I think vanish. it can change the perspective of, like, what actually does matter. Yeah, right? that's because what I mean. Because in the grand scheme of things, how many followers doesn't matter. How many abs I do or don't have doesn't matter. How many commas are in a bank account doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But what does matter is the people and the love and the joy and the experiences that you can you know live and you know like that is what yeah. matters it comes from money i'm just kidding i'm kidding oh i'm kidding gosh. i'm kidding what no, was well, i listening to the other day i was listening to oh it was emma chamberlain's podcast mm. and she was talking about like the difference between like how people used to put celebrities on a pedestal and mm. like how now they're not really put on there and she thinks one day like they won't be at all and she was like the only thing like she's like once i found out that like the celebrity had this crazy life that, like, they actually was pretty terrible. She's like, I didn't envy that at all. The only thing that is nice about their lives are is the money. And that's just not important when it comes with all the things that suck about being famous and rich and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was just, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, gosh. Yeah, you, you, like I was saying earlier, like, when I was 14, I think, wanting to be a professional athlete and, like, you know, the fame and the everything that came with it i think i wanted it for the wrong reasons and like well what are the reasons people want to be professional football player that's you're a professional football player money and celebrity status right but that's like i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing the the nfl let's just specifically talk about football was created Mm -hmm. so that people could be the best make a lot of money and be famous like well, I yeah. don't think it was created for those reasons, but like, yeah, I, I mean, think that's a big thing. But it's not just about people think... being good at football. That's like this, you know, like well, it, that's what it, it was. Stems from. Yes. But I also think that when I wanted to be a professional athlete, I was focused on those things I just said. And now that I've like lived and learned and grown, I don't think I want those things necessarily. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying is I wanted them for reasons that were like surface level, right? Not. That's I kind never of what wanted she to was be saying a, in the podcast, too. Yeah. Like, I never wanted to be a, I don't know, whatever a job, like a normal, air quotes, normal job. Like, 
because that wasn't something to aspire to. But that can bring a lot of really good things, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my butt's falling asleep. Yeah. Well, hopefully all of that made sense. Um, we just kind of rambled, but I liked that topic. Thank you for writing that in, whoever you were to write it in. We appreciate the topic. I, I just put something on our at love that for you pod story so you guys can always dm us with like topic ideas because you know we run out yeah we run out always think of new ones yeah every week um but if you're feeling nice leave us a review on apple podcasts you can follow us at love that for you pod um and everything else in the description so that's it that's it for this week we love you see you everybody see you next week